Leadership can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to Rerooted and Thriving, a space to empower and inspire women to lead with authenticity and own their voices. I'm Dr. Tamara Dias, book lover, occasional runner, and a woman on a mission to help you cultivate a sustainable leadership journey. Let's get started. Welcome back. Another episode of the Rerooted and Thriving Podcast. Thank you for joining me for another week. I'm so glad that you've decided to listen to this episode, whether you're listening on the day that it comes out or you're going back through and listening to it later. It means a lot to me that you're just taking time out of your day to give me a few minutes, talk all things career, leadership, leading with authenticity, all of those fun things. All right, let's jump right into the topic that's on my mind today. Today, I want to talk a little bit about authenticity in leadership and what that looks like, how it feels to show up authentically in your role. And the word authenticity, I think, can be really nuanced. Authenticity looks different for everyone. I've shared really openly about my background in leadership. I started out really young in leadership. My first leadership position I had, I was about 24 years old. And it's really hard sometimes when you're 24 years old and you're working with people who are the same age as your parents, sometimes the same age as your grandparents. And you're constantly feeling like you have to prove yourself. So that challenges your authenticity a little bit, or at least it definitely did for me because There were parts of myself that I wanted to show up as. I wanted to come into my workspace or into my role fully as myself. But I also felt like people are watching me. Um, I don't know how honest or how open I can be in this position because there are people looking at me. Um, There are people looking at me because they're excited to work with me. They're excited to get to know me. There's also people looking at me because I'm really young and they're waiting to see if I mess up. They're wanting to see if I fail. And I'm so focused on proving that I deserve to be here and that I should have been given this opportunity that I don't know how authentic I can be. So that's definitely something where I struggled. And then you add on the fact that I was young, right? I was 24. And so I still had, and I still do, um, have a lot of growing and learning to do. I'm still, I was still learning who I was, owning my voice, owning my talents and owning my skills looked very different at 24 than it does now at 31. And so even then I found myself struggling with, okay, this is what I'm comfortable doing. I feel comfortable saying this. I want to share this idea. I want to share this perspective, but how do I do it knowing that there's so many eyes on me and so many people are watching me and so many people don't necessarily want to see me win. Can I be myself? Can I show up authentically? That's why I wanted to have this conversation with y'all this week on the podcast. What does authenticity look like for you? I want you to just take a couple seconds and think, ask yourself, what does authenticity look like for me? In my perspective at this point, you know, I'm a decade into my, almost into my leadership journey. And authenticity for me now looks like walking in all of my skills, walking in all of my talents, owning the things that I'm really good at. And showing up in those talents without fear and without worry and without second guessing myself. I remember when I first got the role as a school administrator and I remember sitting in one of my first meetings 
And I think someone asked me my perspective on something that was in the faculty handbook. And I remember being a little apprehensive about sharing how I felt and sharing what I what I what was on my mind. And so after I finally got it out and I finally shared my perspective, I remember my team being very receptive and very thankful. And I was reminded by my boss at the time, that's why we hired you. We hired you because one, we knew you would bring something different to this staff. We hired you because we valued your background and your experiences. And we hired you because you're great at what you do. And we wanted all of those components to show up. And I didn't realize that by being afraid to be my full self, by being afraid to show up in all of my talents and all of my skills, that I was actually limiting the full capacity of who I could have been in my leadership position. A huge component of authenticity is realizing that when you show up as yourself without apology, without worry of making other people uncomfortable, you do your job so much better. You own that role in such an, a large and impactful way. I was able to walk in that position so much differently when I, was, I wasn't worried about what is this person thinking about me? Maybe I shouldn't share my perspective. I shouldn't share my opinion. And so leaders out there, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're saying, wow, I am someone who struggles with authenticity. I do struggle with showing up as my full self. Also remember that those skills, talents, your background, your experiences helped make you who you are today. So whenever you interviewed, you put in that resume, you wrote that cover letter, you had a conversation with someone, that impacted your answers and the, and the things that you shared. And so that is a part of who you are. Your authenticity fully allows you to show up in all of that. And further conversation around authenticity for me also, because I'm a Black woman, I'm a Black woman in leadership, and I've typically led in spaces where I was the only Black woman and I was the only person of color. And you add that to the fact that I was also the youngest. So I was a very young Black woman walking into a space where not only did people not look like me, even if they did look like me or share a similar background, they were older than me. And so I was always kind of tasked with this challenge of navigating these really difficult settings and having to work with people who were much different than me and questioning my authenticity and what that looked like in that space. One of the tips that I want to give you today is if you're not sure about what authenticity looks like, or you feel a little uneasy about showing up as your full self in your position, I want to encourage you to get clear on what your strengths are. Get a clear picture of what you are good at. And if you're not sure, there's tons of assessments out there that can help you with this. I'm a certified DISC trainer and facilitator, um, which means that I work with clients one-on-one -on -one as well as in groups, and I give the DISC assessment. The DISC assessment is a personality assessment, and I the, the assessment that I use with clients actually gives you workplace information um, and it shows you how you operate in your nine to five or in your in your workplace environment. And the assessment goes through um, components of your personality and where you tend to fall. So it looks at your the acronym stands for dominance, influence, steadiness and conscientious conscientiousness. That's what the D.I.S. and C stand for. Um, and everybody scores higher in one or two of those categories. So when you take the DISC assessment, you typically score, you're going to score higher in the D, the I, the S, or the C. 
And that's going to give you insight into where your strengths lie. It's also going to show you where you score lower. So which components you score lower in and how that shows up for you in whatever role that you have. I took the assessment for the first time probably about 10 years ago. I took it and I think I looked at it after I took it and then I never looked at it again. I took it again five years ago and it drastically changed my life. And two years ago, I became a DISC certified trainer and facilitator because I realized that that information, had I not only taken the assessment, but also actively applied what I learned, would have changed how I showed up in my role in a great way. Had I really known my strengths and not just known them, but had the language around communicating them to others, it would have greatly impacted the way that I showed up in my position. I think one of the harder aspects of me being a younger leader was realizing, okay, I'm really good at this or I'm really talented at this, but I don't necessarily know the language around it. How do I frame this in a corporate setting? How do I frame this when I'm talking about my annual review? How do I frame this when I'm supervising a team and I need to communicate it to them? How do I frame it when I'm having a disagreement with the boss, with my boss or with a team member and I need to kind of, you know, manage or problem solve a challenge that we're facing? The DISC assessment really gives you the language around that and lets you know how you can approach those situations. Um, there's tons of different assessments out, like types of DISC assessments out there. Um, the one that I give gives you about a 30-page report, so it's very full. It really analyzes each piece of your personality, and my clients typically leave with language to not only explore their strengths and their areas of growth, but we also spend a lot of time working one-on-one around their communication skills, the workplace environments that work best for them, as well as how they work on a team. All of those things, knowing that, knowing the language around all of that really impacts how you show up in the workplace. You can look in the workplace and typically find that the people who know how to communicate their strengths, communicate where they need assistance, so how what, they, what delegating looks like for them, those folks tend to be sustainable and they tend to stay longer because they have a very clear picture of who they are, what they bring to the table, and they're able to communicate to the teams that they work on Here's where I need you to step in and here's what that looks like. Leading authentically is hard when you don't know any of that or when you're just guessing. You're assuming those things. So I highly suggest that if you're not sure about what you're good at or even more, if you feel like you're in a place where you don't feel like you're good at anything. I think for a long time as well, I was really critical of myself and I was thinking, "Eh, I'm okay at this, but am I really great? Taking that assessment will give you a full picture and remind you, oh my goodness, here's 15 things that you do really well. And it really allows you to to look at some qualitative and quantitative data about yourself so that you not only have the language, but you can kind of go into a room now and advocate for yourself. And advocating for yourself is a huge part of authenticity because you're able to ask for what you need. You can show up as yourself and not be afraid of asking for support. You're not worried about delegating. You're not trying to think about what people will think about you if you ask for help or you ask for a team member to support you. So having the language around that is really important. Additionally, if you're someone who's listening to this and you're saying, you know, Dr. D, I just don't know what showing up authentically looks like for me in my position. Um, I would also encourage you just to spend some time and think about your workplace climate. Think about the environment that you're currently working in. 
you can do this in a journal. You can, you know, use it as you can record a voice note and just do an out loud reflection. You can take a breather for a while and then write it out. But I definitely encourage you to think about what is the climate that you're currently working in? A lot of times our workplace environments can hinder us from showing up as our full selves. So I encourage you that if you're feeling as though you can't show up as your full self or you're feeling challenged in that way, really ask yourself, what type of environment am I working in and who am I working alongside? So that's really a two-part question. The actual workplace environment, so the structure, the climate, and then think about the personalities that you work with as well. Taking a few moments to unpack that, think about that, really can give you some insight into what hindrances outside of your control may be in place. Now notice, I've already shared taking moments to kind of reflect on your personal strengths, your personal skills and attributes. You are all, you are, I'm always going to suggest to you that you look at self first before you look outward, which is why I started with that. Um, so we always start with looking at ourself first, taking moments for reflection, taking time to pause and just assess ourselves. Then we look at the external environment. What things are out of my control? What don't I have control over that may be impacting me and impacting the way that I show up daily in the, the, the leadership position that I have right now? How is that hindering or how is that empowering me to lead? Sometimes we may not be showing up authentically and we might have a great work environment. We may have a supportive team. We may have a, an encouraging board of directors. We may have access to all the resources and all the professional development. We're just not using it. We just don't take advantage of it. This question will give you the answer to, the, to that question. It'll give you the answer to explore. What exactly do I have access to? What am I not using? Who do I work with? How is this all contributing to my overall success? And what am I missing? What else do I need to really allow me to show up authentically? I also encourage you to think about what it is that, what does authenticity look like for you? If you were to show up as your full self, what would that look like? I think you can look at some of the greatest motivational speakers, some of the greatest entrepreneurs out there. And I feel like they all say they visualize. So they can all say, I visualize myself as a millionaire, as a billionaire, as the CEO, as the CFO. I saw myself in that position long before anybody else did. And I think that that visioning piece is so important because it really can allow you to put yourself in that place, though you may not be there now. So when you're in a position and you feel like I'm not showing up authentically, I'm having to hide parts of myself, I can't fully own who I am, I can't fully own my voice, it can be hard to think, wait, I could though. What does it look like when I show up as my authentic self? Who am I? How do I feel? How do I respond? What type of person am I when I fully own my voice and I fully own my skills and my talents? Who is that person? Tap into that person. Envision what your days look like when you wrap them up at the end of the week and you've fully shown up as yourself. How do you feel when you come home at the end of the day and you've led authentically? What does that look like? And I think once you're able to wrap your brain around that and really create the picture of the you that is authentic, the you that isn't 
hiding parts of themselves, the you doesn't the you that doesn't have to shrink in the workplace, it'll give you it'll give you something to kind of work towards and look forward to. I'm a runner. Well, I don't know if I'm a runner now. Um, I like to say I'm a former runner. I don't run as often as I used to. But I, there were times where I trained for my for half marathons. I've done three. And each time that I trained, each training was different. Each training required something different of me. But every single time I trained, I always saw myself crossing the finish line. I always would tell myself, think about how good it's going to feel when you cross that finish line. What are you going to do after you cross the finish line? What is your, what's going to be your first thing? How are you going to celebrate once you get that medal and you cross the finish line? That visualization helped me. It allowed me to keep going. It allowed me to persevere. It allowed me to get up on the days when I didn't want to get up or I didn't want to do anything or I wanted to, you know, just skip my training or sleep in. I visualized myself at the finish line and it it gave me the push and the motivation that even when my brain was was telling me, you can't do this, you know, you can't do this. This is really scary. You shouldn't do this. I was visualizing myself crossing the finish line. I saw it. I could feel it. You're going to finish. You're going to. So having that vision in my head gave me something to work towards. What does the authentic you look like? Who is that person? And if you're not sure, go back to that first question. Thinking about what your skills and your talents are. Who is that person that shows up in those talents every day? Who is that person that leads from those talents every single day and does it with confidence? And even in the moments where you don't lead perfectly, because leading authentically doesn't mean you lead perfectly. It doesn't mean you do everything right, but it means that you own your voice and you own your perspective. And you understand that you're not going to get it right every time, but that doesn't mean that you now shrink in who you are. And that you forget about the things that you're, you forget about what you're good at because you've made a mistake or you've messed up. You acknowledge it, you learn from it, and you continue to walk in your strengths, walk in those skills and walk in those abilities. And so, again, I fully encourage all of us to really think about what authenticity looks like. As a Black woman in leadership, I've really had to take a good look at myself and ask myself, am I showing up authentically in my role? And now that I feel like I'm at a place where I am and I've done it for a while, my goal and my mission is really to encourage as many other leaders to do the same. When you're constantly showing up in the workplace and you're having to shrink yourself, it is draining. When you're constantly showing up and you feel like you can't bring all of your strengths, it is hard to come home at the end of the day. And that authenticity is a huge part of our long-term sustainability. We can't sustain ourselves in leadership. We can't have the impact that we want to have. We can't make the change that we really want to make if we are constantly shrinking ourselves and hiding who we are. Own your strengths, own your talents, and don't be afraid to bring those into every single space that you walk into. They matter. You matter and your skills matter. All right. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Rerooted and Thriving. And as usual, I'm going to finish with a pearl of wisdom for you to take with you for this week. This week, my pearl of wisdom is going to come from a book called Cracking the Corporate Code. Um, it's by Price Cobbs and Judith Turnock. Um, and it's a book that specifically highlights African-American executives in corporate America and their success stories. So it talks about their experiences what they've done, how they've been successful, and just little nuggets from them. And so I'm going to share 
this quote from Linda Baker King. She is a retired vice president of American Express. And she said, as I got more experience and moved into leadership roles, I expressed more of who I am, not less. So a reminder that when you're given leadership opportunities and you're given the chance to really show who you are and to flex those strengths, it's not time for you to hide. It's an opportunity for you to really go into who you are and to show up even more in your position. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rerooted and Thriving. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tamara W. Dias. And if you're interested in leadership coaching, check out my website, www.tamaradias.com for details on coaching offerings. See you next week.